Hey everyone, this is James. Hey guys, this is Josh. And you are listening to Well I Never. The podcast where we watch questionable movies or really popular movies that everyone but us has seen. And then, well then we basically just talk shit about them, so. Yeah, so here's the breakdown. (laughs) You know, there are a lot of movies out there that are kind of seeped into the public consciousness. You know, everybody knows about this movie or, you know, you have a recurring joke with a friend about something or you'll just kind of like quote a movie and sometimes you just haven't seen that movie so what we're doing is kind of trying to fill in those gaps in our personal history about like what haven't we seen that we kind of know about anyway and then seeing if the movie lives up to our expectations yeah um and this is episode two so thank you for uh joining us again or hey if you just started listening to us there's a whole other episode that you can listen to yeah, absolutely. You know, it'll take you a good 20 minutes and then go over there and then come back here. We ain't going anywhere. Because <laughs> we have important lives. <laughs> oh, man. You have no idea. So speaking of your important <laughs> life, what have you been up to? I know you've been sick as a dog. Oh, my God. I've been sick like basically the, the entire year. So that's fun. Um, I've been watching a lot of weird stuff on YouTube lately. <laughs> Ooh, explain. Yeah, so I just discovered this um, weird new thing where um, – you can watch videos of birds attacking drones. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm into it. Yeah, Is no, it shot from the, the drone's from the drone. perspective? Yeah, okay. so, like, um, people are just, like, being jerks with their drones, like, uh-huh. or, I don't know, whatever the fuck drone people do. Um, and then, I mean, you're just being redundant when you say jerks with their drones, right? Though, right? Uh, but then, all of a sudden, you see, like, an eagle in the distance, and it comes just takes down the drone. <laughs> it's amazing. That does sound great. <laughs> I saw recently uh, this new video also on YouTube of people using their drone as kind of like a camera assistant, mm-hmm. and they had a really expensive-looking, at least to me, lighting apparatus uh, hooked up to the drone and it was flying in pitch black, like dark of night. And this person is skiing down a mountain and the drone both has the camera and this light on it. So it's like this like brilliant orange hue and it's only coming from the drone and everything else is pitch black around it. And you kind of see the shadowy figure going down a mountain. It was pretty cool. And so like a second person is controlling it. I think so. I, I have to watch it again. I'm just picturing like the scenario where like, like the jolted lover, like, yes, I'll control the drone. <laughs> well, at first I did think the drone was on fire and I wasn't sure if that was intentional or, or not. Or like, no, <laughs> just follow the drone and then they like dive them off the mountain and oh. and then like run back to the ski cabin and like put on a negligee and wait for the cops to knock right. the door. Right, and also and Gretel followed the, the wrong trail of <laughs> Exactly, drums. exactly. Yeah. But uh, there'd be video evidence, so I guess that'd be a terrible way to murder someone. Yeah, well, I mean, that probably should bring us to what we are watching today. <laughs> what are we watching today? Drone footage of murders. No. Well, I mean, what, what <laughs> new thing are we watching today? All right, so today I've never seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Which I cannot believe, because this has just, like, been popular in my family. Like, my dad loved it. Like, he grew up in kind of Monty Python. I grew up in Monty Python because of my dad. My brother loved it. Like most of my friends in high school were quoting this movie regularly uh, at the time and in college and after college uh, because I'm a big nerd. (laughs) So I'm surprised this kind of missed you because I don't excuse you from being a big nerd either. Like I know I've seen a lot of things that I like I'll see stuff. I'm like, I think that's from Monty Python, but I have no clue. (laughs) And like I know I've seen a scene from a Monty Python involving a rabbit and limbs and stuff. So Monty Python has like a few things. Have you seen any other movies? Have you seen a TV show? I think whatever whatever it would have been, I would have seen it like on TV and like a TBS afternoon, blah, blah, blah. And I would have watched it for like 10 minutes and then 
get distracted as one does of the TBS marathon. Sure. Well, and I'm sure parts of it probably were redacted or edited. My, (laughs) my review of Monty Python is that it's silly and it's funny, but it is very much of its period, which Mm -hmm. is the early seventies. So it's a lot of lads and then all the women are tarts. Okay. You know, there's like, there's no fully (laughs) full developed female character, you know, no, 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 no. They're all crones or tarts. End of list. That's it. What are the two? Right. Exactly. So I wouldn't imagine that TBS would just air everything completely as it is in the movie, but I digress. You will find out soon enough. All right. So you know there's something about a rabbit. Do you know anything else? Do you know any jokes, any lines about this movie no, before we venture Nothing at all. And like I know there's a bunch of different Monty Python movies, so like even anything that I may have seen, I don't know which is from the Holy Grail and which may have been from other things too. Gotcha. I am excited. I haven't seen this movie in a few years, but you know, the the jokes are definitely kind of locked into my pop culture knowledge base. Um, kind of pull up on demand. And there are just certain bits that I am excited for you to finally finally recognize. It's like when I finally made you watch, oh, what was the movie I made you watch like a summer ago? Princess Bride. You've never oh, seen yeah. Princess no, I, Bride. I've never seen Princess Bride. And I'm like, you know the Princess Bride. You know the jokes. You know the lines. Yeah. Like, like, I, they're just out there. Yeah. Like a bunch of stuff. I'm like, oh, this is from Princess Bride. That's right. from, yeah. So like with that, I, I said a lot of things are just going to make sense for you now. Like, oh, that's what that's about. That's where that's from. I think ditto with this, especially knowing the big nerd group that you hang out with. Um, Some other things will become a little clearer as well. Perfect. All right. Well, we are going to go and watch the movie. And then through the magic of podcasting, we will come back and give you our review. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. Okay, and we're back. I've now seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes, about 30 years after everybody else. Do I look different? I feel different. Well, you look a little gassy about it. That may be something else. I mean, I'm a little drunk. <laughs> Alright, so what are your first thoughts? Um, It was okay. Eh. Yeah, I yeah. was watching it, and you know, it's one of those movies that I grew up with, and you have just such fond memories of it that it's almost kind of hard to divorce that from your personal experience yeah. and be objective about, is this a good movie? Like, I think you have really? to like watch it like young or like have like a good memory. Around. Like it wasn't bad by any means. Like if I was like really sick and like needed, like had like a sick day and just needed something to watch while I fell asleep or something, or I don't know. I can't think of any other situation, but like it was, it was okay. I mean, it's a cultural touchstone in, in many yeah. areas. Uh, it's definitely one of the, foundations of like kind of modern like comedy troops yeah uh, that you get now is like monty python is like a, a big titan in that but before we kind of like dive into our critiques i guess uh, we wanted to provide a snapshot just recap of what happens what goes on in the movie for people who may not have seen it like josh before this episode so it is kind of a loose telling of the king arthur legend mm-hmm. uh it Opens in 932 AD, or so the subtitles tell us. And it's very episodic. You know, it's not very linear. It's kind of like, oh, and then this thing happens, and then this thing happens. And sometimes they relate and they connect to each other, and sometimes they're just one off weird. Yeah, I'm kind of like, I, I, occasionally I was like, why are you showing this part of it? Okay, I guess we're moving on. Sweet. Yeah, exactly. And it's basically the same five guys just playing lots of different characters. So sometimes. You would, you know, see one of 
the previously present knights just kind of go missing. And then that actor is clearly like playing the new character in the scene, you know, like, um, John Cleese plays Lancelot. And at some point, like he's playing another character and you see Lancelot who only has his helmet on for that whole scene. Oh my God. Right. So John, he ripped it off. Right. So John Cleese could like be this other guy. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> and I kind of love that they intentionally were so cheap about mm-hmm. it. You know, like they'd show like the same, clip again and again and again the like, running clip the running clip they show that four times in a row they really want you to see the seams of the movie they, they want it to be kind of a shaggy dog yeah. which i appreciate you know that's kind of fun um back to a bit of the, the plot recap it's basically you have these knights at the round table and god says go find the holy grail animated god by the way um the animated god looks like vigo the carpathian from ghostbusters <laughs> 2 by the way i just need to point that out yeah and so it's just kind of following them uh, through various trials and tribulations as they get closer and closer to finding it. And they sort of get close at the very end. And then they all get arrested by the police. Yeah. <laughs> it ends like an episode of Cops. Um. And, and, it, and it just like cuts out, like goes to black, like end of Sopranos. Like, no, we're done. We're not telling you what happens after this. It's just over for us. <laughs> Um, a couple of notes I've got. There were more birds in this movie than there were women. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, I said this a bit at the, the beginning. It's definitely a very laddish kind of movie. You know, it's very lad humor. Uh, so women aren't really important except as sex objects or something to make fun yeah. of. As, as kind of a there's crumb. no women and then there's a bunch of women and they're all like seductresses. And yep. then there's no women. But all in all, there are so many birds. There are like, so many way birds. more birds than women. And what I always like to do when I watch this, you know, I remember this back in high school, is count the number of cat abuse instances you see. Okay, I remember like, at least three. Like someone is just like beating a cat on the side <laughs> of a building. There's one point during a song where they close up on someone stomping on a cat. Whether intentional is accidental, it's not clear. You hear like the cat scream a few times. I don't know. I love cats, too. But, like, just, like, the repeated abuse of cats of this is, is really funny for me. Or just, like, random, like, tomfoolery. Like, there was, like, uh, people digging with sticks. Yeah. And then randomly later on, there's somebody, like, just hitting a stream with a stick. I love just that. Using, just misusing sticks, I think, is... Well, I think it goes <laughs> it goes into their idea that humans are idiots, A, and humans are also just cretinous lumps. Mm. You know, so you have people burrowing for muck or like they're collecting yeah. mud or something like it's totally unclear and <laughs> i think the guy hitting the river with a stick was maybe trying to fish but he was dumb you know when everyone walks like half bent over like they have gout and three hunchbacks yeah there's the crawling yeah yeah you know it's i love that like humanity is basically you know the the vampire people from like the Omega man or, you know, like it's like post-apocalyptic almost. Only yeah. It's just, you know, the it's the middle ages. Just everyone, being dumb. everyone is dumb and just messed up beyond belief. So any like certain jokes that now make sense or um, things you've heard about, they're like, <laughs> Oh, that's what that means. Like the episode of the Simpsons where Homer goes back to college and has to room with those three nerds, uh-huh. like basically all their dialogue. I'm like, Oh, yeah, they, okay. I remember they quote the Knights of Need yeah. a lot, and then yeah. Homer doesn't understand it, but is sort of enjoy enjoys it anyway. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, the movie is so 
piecemeal and episodic that I honestly was writing the plot order. I'm like, <laughs> oh, so it, then it's Dennis, and then it's the Black Knight, and then it's the Witch. Like, because they don't connect at all. Yeah, like, that could be remixed in any way, shape, or form, and I think we'd just be like, oh, all right. And it would make almost as much sense. Yeah. yeah like, all these, like, random bits just, like, thrown in there. Yeah, but, like, there were, were times where it was really hard for me not to just to speak the dialogue along with it. This is something I have seen easily a dozen, yeah. if not dozens of times. You know, I'm going to let the listeners read into that what they will about my childhood. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it does have some like really good dialogue. I, I think, you know, like the help, help I'm being repressed. Like I still say that yeah. from time to time. <laughs> you are repressed a lot though. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you've met my, you've met me. <laughs> Um, I think there's like a group viewing like Rocky Horror Picture Show like everyone gets their bag of like random things and everyone's got the cue to like yell and stuff like yeah I totally got like that takeoff of oh that's like there are a lot of famous phrases that I totally did recognize right and just like the random phrases and insults especially that the French knights are saying yeah I recognize all of those you know, like I fart in your general direction yeah. your father smelt of elderberries yeah and your your mother was, was a, a hamster. hamster yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, all of that wonderful stuff. Uh, anything else you want to talk about or any other reactions? That no, you I mean, yeah, just a lot of connecting the dots, like the tis a scratch thing. Um, I totally knew there was a rabbit in there. I've seen that rabbit scene somewhere. So I think I seriously just watched like that part of yeah. that movie at some point on like a random cable afternoon show. And I was like, oh, all right. I mean, I was impressed after see- I haven't seen it for years. I don't know the last time I saw it, but like there's still things that I'm like, wait, what? I have never seen that. I think because I grew up and we had taped it off television, so uh-huh. like parts of it had just been cut off for length or were left off for a commercial bit. I don't know, like the part where Zoot and Castle Anthrax is talking to the camera. Like, what the hell is going on? I've never seen this. And then they're like, stop talking, woman. Get back to like the yeah. whatever. And then it has every <laughs> character just scream at the camera. Yeah. Like, Get on with it. Um, I did like the random callback where like 20 minutes later, there's just a random person in the background trying to put a coconut onto a bird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. All right. Well, should we get to the awards? I think like the last thing I wanted to say before yeah. we get the awards is that, that I noticed is that it's not just that they really like, you know, a people looking terrible and stupid and B they really kind of reveled in the movie looking cheap. Mm-hmm. But, uh, one thing I really noticed about this as well is that it's just awkward as hell. You know, like you can really like see like Ricky Gervais watching this and being like that. This is where he got the office. Oh from. my God. It's yeah. Just like there's a lot of cringe humor. Like, Oh, that's just uncomfortable. Like there's a scene where like everyone's like, get on with it. There's like many moments where I'm like, Oh my God, get on with it. Yeah. There's a lot of like <laughs> misread cues or people just don't understand what the other one's doing. And there's a lot of just kind of empty silences that were left in. Yeah. Yeah. On purpose. You know, it's clearly there to make the audience a little, cringe a little, make their skin crawl or, you know, like every character screaming at the screen at some point say, get on with it. Uh, But yeah, go Josh. Let's do our awards. What's up for number one? So number one, let's do the You're the Real Hero Award. I'm here for it. Um, I give that to the cops investigating the murder that happens midway through. Um, (laughs) They fight tirelessly through the mountains. They get their man in the end. They don't kill any cats while doing it. They are the heroes for me. <laughs> yeah. Pacific. Yeah. And for people who haven't seen this movie, uh, like it, it seems to be a throwaway gimmick at first. You know, there there's an old man historian who's talking about King Arthur's quest just halfway through the movie. And then 
a knife just runs by and pretty much slices his throat. <laughs> but then they keep calling back that idea of, you know, now there are policemen going over the body. Like the man's wife has called the cops. Right, and, and now like there are detectives trying to track down this random knight. And at the very end, that's what happens. They arrest everybody for basically killing this old historian. Which... You were still, you were laughing. I, like, it holds up. I was. And I think at the beginning of this, I did say we were going to watch a murder. So I was right again. There we go. Well, I have a, I have a, a runner up, I want to say, because I just remember doing this. Like, the part where in, they're in the cave. And if you haven't seen this, the movie switches back and forth between kind of animated sequences once in a while in the live action. But the animator is kind of the sixth member of Monty Python, uh, Terry Gilliam, Gilliam. I honestly don't know how to say it. And he does all those like really messed up movies. He's a director now, like um, The Fisher King or The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Oh. I, think, I think he did 12 Monkeys. Oh. He does like really like kind of mind bending, like what the fuckery yeah. like, kind of movies. But there's this scene where like, um, the monster is about to get on the animated monster, but then just then the animator suffers a fatal heart attack. And I remember in high school, like going through, like going frame through frame and you see the animator <laughs> clinch up and then like throw himself backwards in his chair and land like on the floor. And it's He's the net betting of Monty Python. And it's Holy still Grail. hilarious. It's still really funny for me. So that's my runner up. But I would say the, you're the real hero word for me is Patsy. Patsy, Patsy is King Arthur's man servant um horse yeah clapping the coconuts to make it look like he has a horse <laughs> the man doesn't speak the whole time but he's in almost every scene he just has to like stay there with a bewildered look in his face and i just can't imagine how bored that actor must be i think he says one line the whole time when they're approaching camelot he says it's only a model i'm like ah well done patsy <laughs> well done <laughs> Like, the guy got, couldn't get a break. It was constantly abused. He's probably, like, an accomplished Shakespearean actor who, like... Right, 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 right. Yeah. Mom, yep. Dad, I finally made it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I can't imagine how boring the shoot must have been. <laughs> and he had to be, like, dirty and gross and just running through muck all the time. Or didn't even get be. a line of dialogue. Yeah. No one line of dialogue the whole time. So, that's my hero. All right. So, next is the How Could You Award. Um, this was easy for me. Uh, the opening credits were terrible oh really <laughs> well okay so like they were really long uh, like all the stuff that you guys skip at the end of movies they chose to put at the beginning of the movie which was fine um there's a lot of moose jokes but the part where like the bright lights start flashing <laughs> i'm like how many people with epilepsy can now yeah it's just movie? just kicked in right now and uh it was terrible yeah that the flashing lights was, the flashing uh, lights. yeah so it's not like all of the credits it's just like the very end when they like flipped the really cheap and yeah cheap looking so just when you're not used like when you're not ready for it and your guard is down mm. mm-hmm all yeah. right yeah uh my how could you doesn't really go to again anyone on screen it goes to behind uh behind the camera basically the decision of how come there are no women in this movie like there are no like like all women are basically throwing themselves for that one joke. They're throwing themselves at uh, the the chaste knight of the round table because ha 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 is like the funny? castle of sixteen year olds or like the two witches. Yeah, or, and that's it. Yeah. that's it. And that's, that's Monty it. Python's take on women actually again and again and again. I remember seeing Spam a lot, which is basically um, it's like Monty Python the Holy Grail only the musical, mm-hmm. and they throw in a, a, a few other random bits of Monty Python, but it's mostly this. It's the same. And I remember turning to my parents, I'm like, all the women are tarts. <laughs> and it was amusing. And, it, and that musical gave us Sarah Ramirez. So I'll always be thankful for that. But it was, it's just really 
really uneven. It's uh, it's unfortunate. All right. Well, next we get to our whiskey rating. Um, so our rating system is how many whiskeys, one through five, that it takes us to get through this movie. Um, it was a solid three whiskeys for me. Three whiskeys three, for you. Three whole whiskeys, yeah. All right. Well, Whiskey um, business. I would say only one for me. Only one. I mean, but as I said, I can't be objective about this yeah. movie. I have loved it. I did love it. I will always love it. Me and Whitney Houston. I'd sing, but it would be terrible. Nobody would want this. No this, one wants This it. recorder looks too expensive for you to break <laughs> it on the second This is not the content people are tuning in for. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Okay, well, and that's pretty much it for us. Uh, any yeah. other comments or thoughts on Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Have you never seen it? Is there a bit that you've always kind of heard about but didn't realize it was from this movie? You know, let us know. Yeah, um, and thanks for joining us. Uh, remember to like and subscribe and comment and tell your friends and Tell your enemies. Um, tell you, I mean, tell your enemies um, to listen to us yeah, a lot. Exactly. Um, Say we're offering a, a free coupon, but it's buried in the middle of the podcast, so they have to listen to the whole thing. I mean... That could be true. Someday. I don't we know. might have coupons. You don't know that we don't. You'll have to tune in next time, listener. All right. That's it for us. We'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.